nothing to me. I drifted off, thinking about happiness, birth, and new life. I was a chemical super freak, but I still need a gun. But now I was haunted by a vision of... It, oh, oh, my personal favorite. Had their entrails cut out and burned. <laughs> he was horrible. Mouth to dildo, dildo to ass, ass to ass, high branch, anal bees. A man with all the powers of hell at his command. We don't have time to meet his lawyer! I'm going to detain a flyer for enjoying his whiskey. I think some of these folks were hitting the saggy pretty hard. It turned into a match. I'm a mall. I got a thing for worms. I work on Wall Street. You know, with the big buildings. I live in an apartment with a doorman. I can buy almost anything I want. Chrissy, over by the wall. Bring me the big knife. It was especially hard on the little Bring me the big knife. I'm gonna cut my throat. The helpless and the gentle creature. A gunrunner's wet dream. I, it's like a battle between motors and horses. Like technology versus horse. I never just rode before a gunfight. He let the scorched earth in his wake be fouling even the sweet desert breeze with his brow. It's like unbeatable. I don't know where it came from and why. It's not exactly Matt Ties and Yahtzee out here. Welcome back to the unbearable ways of Nicolas Cage. Today we're getting half an Iron Man movie, I assume, with Lord of War. It's actually about arms dealing. And smuggling. You know, like Tony Stark used to do. Until he almost died and then was like, I guess I gotta be Iron Man now. I'm Luke. I'm Dev. I'm logging off now. I That's mean, fair. yeah, Abby also did watch Hot Fuzz and said she wanted to consider an honorable Nick Cage movie. Or an honorary Nick Cage movie. It was a good movie. It's a good movie. You know what's a terrible movie? Fucking Ocean's mm. 12. It is. It is. It's by far the weakest of the three. Yeah, I don't get people who like that one the most. I don't either. No, I saw one in theaters. I was very bored. 13 at least turned it around. Also, X-Men First Class has not aged well. Like, has it not? No, we We watched we got... the first hour, and it was like, how the fuck is there still over an hour of this movie left? It's just so oh. much preamble. And I thought it was the best X-Men movie. Not Days of Future Past? No, Days of Future Past, I would say, is the middle tier. I don't, I don't understand the people who think that one's the best. Because it brings back all the people they like, and it's a lot more wild in its scope. No. Quite cheerfully, if we're talking about wild in scope, Apocalypse is fucking wild in scope. Yeah, but Apocalypse also kind of has no scope. Apocalypse is a trash film, but honestly, it was the most X-Men of all the films. I think the the pacing on First Class is just kind of wild, because, yeah. like... It just takes so long to, like, do the let's round everybody up and establish their powers part of it. Yeah, like, you get there in an hour, and it's just like, oh, here's all of our nicknames. And it's like, oh, well, I can't wait for Darwin's powers to completely fail on him when he has to use them because he dies. 
and then the only other black person in the movie is going to turn evil in the exact same scene. That's not why we watch the movie. We watch the movie for that first hour because, quite truthfully, most of those new people are a bunch of scrubs that I couldn't care less about. Even Nicholas watched... Holt. Nicholas Holt's great. Mm -hmm. But Nicholas Holt, I wouldn't even say, is part of that group, though. No, uh, he's the he, like, he's like, He has other he, shit going on. He's like in this weird, like, separate group. He he's, is... he's not with the big boys. He's not with Charles or Magneto. But he's also not with the newbies. He wants to be with the newbies, but he's not. He kind of exists to be cock-blocked by Magneto. Basically. The, no, uh, we watched the we watched the movie for the sexual tension between James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. That's why we watched the film. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. they are what sells sells that entire like quadrilogy. Fair. I uh, yeah, and Jennifer Lawrence's increasing frustration with having to do like four hours of makeup as Mystique, so she just appears less as Mystique in each movie. Well, I also don't think she's that great of an actress, so I don't really care. I agree with you on that. Luke and I had this conversation last week or the week before. Yeah, no, I've never been super impressed with Jennifer Lawrence, so... I thought the conversation we had was which one of that, like, era of starlets you would marry Bach kill if you had to. Yeah, but Jennifer Lawrence was, I believe, killed because she's not that great of an actress, and I don't think she'd be that great on going down on me. Fair. Who are the Who are the other two? Um, Brie Larson, and I don't remember who the third person is. Yeah. Oh. What is it? What's her face? The Harley Quinn. Oh, uh, Australian actress. Uh, Margot oh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. yeah. I think I came no, down. That's... Kill Jennifer Lawrence. Fuck screw Mar the hell out of Margot Robbie and mm -hmm. marry Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. I agree with Abby's assertion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agreed with that as well. But yeah, I just remember back when, like, the second one of the uh, reboot trilogy came out, I was doing the nerd podcast at the comic shop, and just <laughs> a lot of the guys were like, which nerd podcast, Luke? They're all oh, nerd, nerd podcasts. You're still doing nerd podcasts. Your brand is nerd podcast. The one where it was literally recorded in a fucking comic shop that was just talking about nerd news. I don't even remember the name because it stopped existing after uh, I took over Morris Harper. What a wild fucking time. Uh, anyways, yeah, just a lot of white guys who were... Or just a lot of nerd guys who were angry that Jennifer Lawrence didn't want to spend more time putting on Mystique makeup and look at, like Mystique in more scenes. It's like, yeah, but Jennifer Lawrence doesn't need that money. No. Also, you don't really need Mystique to look like Mystique once mm -hmm. you have established what her fucking powers are. You can have her do whatever the hell you want, because that's mm -hmm. the point. Also, making her Charles's sister just gets really weird. And serves no purpose other than to prevent her from being a lesbian with her longtime wife, Irene Adams. No, that's where you get the... Oops, I fucked my stepsister? <clears throat> Trope. People love that shit. 
We also never Pops. really get a confirmation of how much she is adopted into that family. But yeah, no, if you want to watch a better movie with Nicholas Holt and Zoe Saladana, or uh, Zoe Kravitz, then Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Or just watch Hot Fuzz, like we did after we gave up one hour into... Mm-hmm. Last night we watched, uh, oh, we watched the hit Nicolas Cage film, the new one, Willy's Wonderland. How was that, Devin? Oh, man, like two beers? Man, that was a great time. So we will not be covering that one with <laughs> on this podcast unless we do it not sober. And that's what mimosas are for, the acceptable morning drinking. Oh, it's probably fine without beers, but yeah. it, it, it was a good time. Nice. Uh, yeah. Now he and was... we watched Twenty One Jump Street. I love that movie. Yeah. That's a good movie. Channing Tatum gets to be a wonderful himbo with Jonah Hill. Yeah, Channing Tatum's the best. And I understand the actually because that's why I was that's why I was ta- that was why I was talking actually about Brie Larson last night because man Jonah Hill did not choke asking Brie Larson to prom. I would have. Fair, but I mean Jonah Hill, I feel like has a lot of inner strength. And he just got ridden off for a long time, and then he lost the weight. And now it's just, I, I can't think of too many recent movies Jonah Hill has been in. I think because you, like, nobody quite knows, like, if you picture Jonah Hill as he looks like present day, I feel like you have a hard time not seeing, like, early two twenty tens Jonah Hill. Yeah. Because he's been doing a lot, but he just doesn't currently look like Jonah Hill. It would be like if we had to picture Jack Black, who lost, like, 60 pounds. Yeah. Like, he is a very agile, chubby guy. But, like, Actually, he hasn't fit. done a ton of movies for a while. Fair enough. But, he, uh, well, he directed that skateboard movie from a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he does some, he, he's done a bunch of voice work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he has not had any Like, War out. Dogs was kind of the last the big one that he was the star of. Hmm. Well, but then he was in How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. But again, voice work, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet more like where we see him. All right, but we are not here to talk about any of those movies. Yeah, uh, so none of us have seen uh, Lord of War. No. So we get to have a mutual surprise experience here. It has a 61% on Metacritic. Yes, reviews for the film were positive. Alright, well, uh, it is on the Amazon Prime. And it's apparently about arms dealing. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicholas Cage is Russian. Oh, fucking hell. Do we know if he does accent work here? Pretty sure. Yeah, I I would put good money on that being oh, the case. Christ. We're not we're not gonna have a Russian Nick Cage unless he's doing an accent, mm-hmm. or unless he's secretly a spy with his brother, Jared Leto. Oh, oh the shitty man. All right, but well. amazing actors are gonna try to catch him. Keep an eye. Are we ready to go into this movie, then? 
Yeah, let's do it. As ready as we will be. Alright, we will see you on the other side of Lord of War. We're back after watching Lord of War, or as I'll take to calling it, Gunfellas. Because it's pretty much a Goodfellas story, but about gun dealing. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to sell them guns. This is un not understandable bullshit to me, so congratulations on getting that in the first minute of the podcast. A bit that you don't understand or appreciate. Never seen Goodfellas. Yeah, but I feel like it's one of those cultural... You say I've also not seen Goodfellas, but I have seen Good Feathers. Yeah, I mean, that's just doing parodies of Abby, have films. you seen Good Feathers? I have not seen Good Feathers. Abby has it... not watched Animaniacs. Oh, it's a shame, Abby. You had a terrible childhood. I'm, I'm sorry. It is wild that Goodfellas didn't really return. Well, none of them returned. Yeah. I wanted Slappy Squirrel to come back. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. This and the only one that did come back was Chicken Boo, and I don't care for Chicken Boo. Well, and Chicken Boo only came back for one segment. Yeah. Well, Pinky and the Brain came back, but that's Pinky and the Brain. And they don't count because they're on TV show. Mm-hmm. Two TV shows, even. Yeah. Uh, now, yes, Abby, yeah. about the topic at hand. <laughs> Lord of War. This movie did not go in the direction I thought it was going to go. Where did you like, think it was going to go? Oh, I thought it was going to be much more like, shoot him up. Oh, no. I Is this the most, like, serious page film we've seen thus far yeah oh yeah i would say so by like a large margin yeah there's no real jokes i mean cocaine yeah the the really and just brown brown fucking hell yeah to sort of sum it up nick cage plays an arm dealer jared leto is his brother they're both russian immigrants whose family pretended to be jewish and it's just looking ukrainian at and Jewish. No, yeah. but they're you said they well, were Russian. Oh, yeah, sorry. Because that was uh, important for one. See. Yeah. And basically, it's just courting Nicholas, or it's basically charting Nicholas Cage's life of small time arms dealer to big time arms dealer to eventually being brought down. Also, he gaslit his wife or the woman he wanted to marry, and it worked. Until she realized that he was selling drugs and had, or selling guns, and also kind of drugs at that point, had a problem with it, and yeah, but not that big of a problem. I mean, she she, she kind of told him to knock it off, and so he knocked it off for a while. 
Mm -hmm. Until that president of Liberia came back and was like, hey, you need to get me, you need to get my son the Rambo gun. Basically. And Jared Leto had addiction problems, and then he had a change of heart, and then his heart stopped working because several bullets went through his brain. He had the classic, I have gotten off of drugs, and I have found someone who might not actually be a prostitute who I think I might actually be in love with. Let me help my brother out this one last time. Uh-uh-uh. Oh. We don't know for sure that she wasn't a prostitute. And there's nothing wrong if she yeah. was. No, there's absolutely nothing wrong, but given the portrayal of his previous girlfriends, this was supposed to be his redemption arc. And it kind 100%. of was, mm -hmm. except then he was trying to stop a village from getting shot with the guns in the middle of a gun deal, so he threw a grenade into one of the gun transportation trucks and it got himself up. shot up. Mm -hmm. And then Nicolas Cage only got half diamond. Which was sad for life. him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so apparently, Nicolas Cage essentially played a composite of five weapons dealers during the time, including Victor Bout, who was a former Soviet officer who got arrested in 2008 after this movie came out, but he was known as the Merchant of Death. Yeah. And this movie is officially endorsed by Amnesty International for highlighting the arms trafficking in the world. Also, also no U.S. studio would back this movie. It required international finances. Huh, I wonder why. Mm -hmm. The character, Oliver Southern, was based on Oliver North. Yeah. Every single media portrayal about Brown Brown is talking about it being given to child soldiers and how that is accurate. Monica Bellucci was supposed to play the wife, which makes sense for 2003. 100%. Mm -hmm. But we got Mrs. Wick instead. Yeah, uh, it's... It's a good film. It was a bummer. I, I don't even... It was a, it was like a solid B movie. I mean, nothing of it really worked for me or surprised me. It's kind of like watching a biopic. Yeah. Because they all good. sort of follow a f familiar formula. I mean, I think one of my favorite things was like being the bullet in the opening credits. Mm -hmm. that you was get great. to go on the bullet ride, like an itchy and scratchy man. And it also is a terrible CGI bullet, too. <laughs> but no, not worse than those CGI hands that kept picking it up. Yep. Remember when we fell out of the bullet box and we were just rolling for a bit? Until yeah. that hand picked us up. Oh. And then the bullet ride took a weird science turn, and then we got to explore the human brain. Which, apparently, it's just director credits. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of directors, uh, this was directed by Andrew Nichol, who has also done films such as Gattaca. Uh, he wrote The Truman Show. Simone. Remember Simone? I remember the poster of Simone. Nope. That was the movie where it was uh, pretty much Hatsune Miku 
but they pretended she was real the entire time. A fake movie star actress who they just pretended. Uh, he also worked on the terminal in time, which if I remember, that was the... No, I was... No, in time is the one where you have to pay to live more. I was thinking of uh, the rom-com. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the rom-com where the boy has the time travel cabinet. That's about time. And that is not yeah. a cabinet. He just has to be in a secluded area. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Guess uh, which one of those two films I've seen? About Time was great. It is. My mom yeah, and I saw I that one in theaters. Uh, he also did the American version of The Host. Good No, film. no. You're wrong, Luke. There is no American version of The Host. This is The Host that was based off of that the Stephanie Meyer <laughs> book that was not <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> That has absolutely nothing to do with the Bong Joon-ho film. <laughs> Jesus, Luke. I knew what I was talking about. I don't believe you. <laughs> uh, and then The Good Kill and Anon, which I know nothing about. And then he's apparently the writer for the Monopoly the Board Game adaptation. Fuck yeah. I'm More sorry, board I'm game making movies. that a movie? Hell yes. Is it just called fucking capitalism? No, it's called Monopoly. How? I mean, if anybody can write a movie about Monopoly, the board game, I feel like... What is the fucking plot of that movie? I don't know. The problem is everyone's fan casting for it has passed away. Everyone was hoping that Sean Connery would play the uh, the dog. Oh, this was a thing. Yeah, this was... Like, who's very... going to play the iron? That's what I want to know. Who's going to play Rich Monk, Rich Uncle Pennybags? Get the old man that Jim Carrey punches out in uh, Ace Ventura 2. Fuck, I was literally thinking Kevin Hart's going to be involved in this shit in some ways. And, and I googled it, and the third video is Kevin Hart ready to pass go in Monopoly the movie. Yeah, it seems like a far less narrative film. You'd have to turn it into like a rat race type thing. Hell yeah. He's gonna star in it. Also, Kevin Hart's other things that he's starring in, damn, I'm excited for. That Such cast for, the cast for the Borderlands film just keeps getting like fucking wilder and wilder. I have never played Borderlands, but I saw other people who were I played Borderlands too. You know what video game movie I'm excited for? You know video Oh, game I movie. hate this plot summary. Monopoly. The movie centers on a boy from the game's more modest Baltic Avenue on a quest to make a fortune. Hell yes. You know what video game movie I'm excited for, though, Devin, based on the trailer? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Even yeah. I knew the fucking answer to that one, and I haven't even seen the trailer. I also have not seen the trailer. It looks stupid as all hell in a wonderful way. It has Joe Teslin in it, though, and I'm excited for him to get more recognition. He's who I wanted to play Shang-Chi, but he does not. Well, it's a Red Band trailer, so like 30% of it are people's limbs exploding. Hell yeah. 
So yeah, Lord of War is a thing. It's a kind of depressing thing, kind of interesting thing. You get to be a bullet. It is narrated by Nick Cage as well as starring him. He probably mm -hmm. is in like... He's in 100% of this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there's, no, the there's only... actually no scene that he's not in. Well, except for when his wife goes and finds the lockbox. Oh, true. But, like, other than that, like, he is in 99.9% .9 of this movie. But even then, she was following him. Yeah. I mean, you do see him in all the fake passport photos, so technically, yep. he is He's in 100% like of this movie. I am... I was disappointed, though. There was no accent. Yeah. yeah. No, that was... Yeah. I it's literally... Like, oh. Especially, too, because it was like with Cage, it's like, I feel like Cage would love to do an accent. Oh, it would be so offensive. Mm -hmm. I am your, your love. I am here to sell you the gun. I want to go to Odessa. I from Brighton Beach. And like mid-2000s, Jared Leto would also be all over doing an accent. I'm pissed at this movie Actually, he kind of did every once in a while. And he... Yeah. Yeah. I am pissed what are you this pissed movie, at this movie for making me give a shit that Jared Leto died. That's because mid-2000s, Jared Leto... That was before we re found out that he was the creepiest of the worst. Mm -hmm. See, I, rem I, saw... I remember enjoying mid two thousand Jared Leto because I enjoyed one or two songs from uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars. I was gonna say I had seen Thirty Seconds to Mars music videos and was always kind of like, this guy seems like kind of a creep. But uh, well, do we want to get into Leto filmography then, so we can be upset about how many Jared Leto films we've seen? For the most part, I've enjoyed all the films I've seen him in. But have you necessarily enjoyed his part in films? I mean, he was like a majorly bad part in Blade Runner. No, I, mean, I didn't think it was that bad. Jared Leto is ten years older than he is in my mind. Yeah. Oh, so much older. He, does it just seem like he's 35 and he will always be 35? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, he's 50. Uh, I have seen him in Fight Club, American Psycho, Lord of War now, Suicide Squad, Blade Runner 2049. He's apparently going to be in Zack Snyder's Cut of the Justice League and he's yeah, you not see, you not see the trailer? We live in a society, Luke. Yeah, they made the meme a thing. I have seen Fight Club, Lord of War, and that'll do it for me. I've seen him in Fight Club, American Psycho, Lord of War, Dallas Buyers Club. Suicide Squad, Blade Runner 2049, and uh, My So-Called Life, which is great. And he is great in that, too. Yeah. Back when he was weird, early 90s teen. Who can't read super good, but is the cool kid in school. I, I am kind of surprised that my mind, every time I hear Ethan Hawke's name, I've seen him in several films, but my mind just goes to Ethan Hunt. 
And then it's like, no, this is not Tom Cruise. That's insane. I was going to say, Ethan Hunt doesn't exist. That's, that's, that's insane. <laughs> I know. My mind just has him conflated. I have seen... Also, Ed, have you not seen My So-Called Life? I have not. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, that and Freaks and Geeks are, like, things that it's like, I know I should probably watch these things, Freaks but and I Geeks have not. is great. Freaks and Geeks is great. I have not seen My So-Called Life. I'm less surprised, though, that you had not seen it, Luke. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have seen Ethan Hawke in Dead Poet Society. You best say some more words. That man is a treasure. <laughs> Lord of War. Daybreakers. The, no, I still haven't seen the first Purge. But you fucking are weirdly obsessed with the Purge, even though that series is bad. Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Yep, those are the only movies I've seen him in. Disappointing, Luke. I know. Abby, what have you seen acclaimed actor Ethan Hawke in? Well, I was going to say, my, my fascination with The Purge is more from the Twitter jokes that uh, we came up with about how killing people is sort of the worst crime that you can do during The Purge and how it's more interesting to do other crimes. I hit it in the second one when we learned a lesson. That was stupid. Oh, yeah. That, that was when I gave up on the series. I didn't watch any past that. Coward. I'm surprised at how few... He, he apparently showed up in the show. He apparently guest starred in one episode. Dead Poet Society. Classic. Mm-hmm. Reality Bites. Classic. Before Sunrise. Classic. Great Expectations. Have not seen that. Before Sunset. Classic. Lord of War. Not a classic. <laughs> um. Somehow I didn't see Before Midnight. <gasps> I've seen like half of Boyhood. Um. Juliet Naked. Yep. That is what I have seen Ethan Hawk. I have seen 20 Hawks. That's a lot of Hawks. I, I have seen Dead Poets Society. Mystery Date. Reality Bites. Before Sunrise. Gattaca. The Newton Boys. Training Day. Before Sunset. Fast Food Nation, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, Daybreakers, Before Midnight, The Purge, Getaway, Boyhood, Regression, Maudie, First Reformed, which he should have won an Academy Award for Best Actor for, and then Tesla. I heard Tesla was not good. It's both. It is not the best, but it's also wild at certain points because they don't always try to be realistic, such as that time where you get to have uh, Tesla and Edison having an ice cream fight. Tesla, or yeah, Ethan Hawke plays Tesla, but uh, you get Kyle MacLachlan playing uh, Edison. Christ. And it ends 
with Nikola Tesla doing karaoke, singing Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and that was, like, the fucking best. What the fuck? Yeah. I feel like we have... I'm pretty sure Moynihan's already been in this movie, right? No. It seems like she has been. No, uh... No, it's quite cheerfully. I looked at her filmography, like, there's not a whole lot... What even that she's in? I no, robot. I think that I'm more familiar with her from when she was divorcing Tom Brady in that whole forgettable moment. Yeah, I mean, I've seen her in I Robot, Lord mm. of War, and then John Wick One and Two, where she plays his wife who mm. dies. I have seen Coyote Ugly, Serendipity, Lord of War, Ramona and Beavis. The first John Leek, the first John Wick movie, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I saw Serendipity, iRobot, Lord of War, and then the two John Wicks. Remember the before times when we could just have a rock band stay in our apartment and then let them go and stay up late at night watching movies? It was great. Yes. No. You weren't here, Devin. The band The Hell Yeah Babies came and we watched the first John Wick, effectively preventing us from ever doing another episode of John Wicky. But also we hadn't done one in like six months at that point. I see. And Also, for your that, viewing pleasure, I have posted the uh, Ethan Hawke singing Everybody Wants to Rule the World in the chat. We will check that out after then. And yeah. then I'm not sure. Sure. I think that's about it, unless we want to do like a Donald Sutherland. There's Ian I mean, Home. R.I.P. Ian Home. You haven't seen Ian Home, aka Bilbo Baggins. Oh, ah, uh, uh, okay. Uh, I I was thinking Ian Walker, who played the Warlord General, but uh, Ian Home. Yeah, let's see. So unless you somehow did not watch Lord of the Rings. I have seen Ian Holm in Chariots of Fire. I think I've seen Naked Lunch. Or I've seen part of Naked Lunch. Um, Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Lord of War, Garden State. Ratatouille. And then I have not seen either of the Hobbits. That's for the best. Yeah. I have seen him in Alien, Brazil, Fifth Element, uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, uh, Day After Tomorrow. God, I, I remember, remember that, that film. Yeah, I think we uh, I saw it on a Labor Day after we had done like a flag ceremony in Boy Scouts. Interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, I remember getting it from the Berkeley Library. Uh, Garden State, The Aviator, Lord of War, Ratatouille, and then Two Hobbits. I saw him pretty much everything I also said. Alien, Chariots of Fire, Brazil. Yeah, Fifth Element. Fellowship of the Ring, Return of the King, Garden State, Day After Tomorrow. Ratatouille, and The Hobbit. Uh, we have also seen the guy who played Uncle Dimitri in Iron Man 2. Yes. 
the guy who played the Warlord's son was also in Django Unchained and Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Never seen it. But yes, this movie was a time. Yeah. It it really didn't have a lot of special stuff going for it. No, I enjoyed it more than Sorcerer's Apprentice or G-Force, though. It made us less angry overall and less bored and frustrated. Yeah. It's competent. Yeah. And not actively offensive. Mm-hmm. And it's got a super dope-ass poster. It does. And a weird cover of Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Yeah. For those who have not seen the poster, it is just Nicolas Cage staring at the at you, but he is entirely made out of bullets. Mm-hmm. Also, coincidentally, uh, it's only available on Amazon if you have an AMC Plus membership linked to your Amazon account. So I ended up getting a Nicolas Cage film pack uh, on the iTunes that included this, but it also included Frozen Ground. Joe, knowing, and USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. I have seen four of the five of those. Have you not seen USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage? Oh no, I've seen that one. Have you not seen Joe? I have seen Joe. Joe is great. Joe is another serious case where he actually tried. You have not seen The Frozen Ground, then? I have seen The Frozen Ground. Wait, so how how have you not seen Knowing? Just never have. Have you seen Knowing? No, but it seems like the sort of trashy Nick Cage movie that Devin would have been more likely to see than USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage. First off, USS Indianapolis, Men of Courage, not a great movie, but also fascinating. (laughs) Because you have a weird love, it takes place in the 1940s. First off, I found out that this was based on a true story, had no clue. Christ. Okay, so... It's about them taking the atomic bombs so that can get dropped on Japan. And then on their way back. So first off, it's, 19, it's a World War II film. It's a weird love triangle. Various members of the crew. Then you have Nicolas Cage who tries to give everyone this rousing speech. It's supposed to be inspirational. Does not feel inspirational. Does it make sense? Yes. But, but you're supposed to feel inspired. And I did not feel inspired. <laughs> But, most importantly, then the boat uh, gets sunk. Quick turn, it becomes a shark movie. What? And everyone's getting eaten by sharks in the water. Christ. Byron this time. Yeah, and then I found out it's based on a true story. And then I found out that we should have all known about this because in the hit 1975 film Jaws, when Quint is, like, giving that weird speech to everyone about how, like, the boat sank and then there was, like, the sharks were everywhere, he's mm-hmm. talking about that. Christ. Wild. Yeah. I don't think you've seen Jaws, correct, Abby? No. Jaws is a great time, Abby. Mm-hmm. First blockbuster ever made. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about about this movie that was a film? Sure was. No, not really. Okay. You had Cage trying to go for a serious role in the mid-2000s. That was nice. So, theoretically, next week we're going to try and get a bit back on schedule with Captain Corelli's Mandolin. 
Yes. Uh, then, uh, and I will edit around this, because uh, we also should figure out uh, the oh, week. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, so next week we'll be back with Captain Corelli's Mandolin, a movie that I picked because I didn't know it was an actual movie because of the way that it was talked about in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All those movies that they talked about was a real film. Yeah, I just had never heard of Captain Corelli's Mandolin. You're going to do two serious pages in a row? Well, it, the next one's going to be Romantic Page. Romantic Page. But Romantic not Rom-Com Page, as far as I'm aware. <sighs> also, uh, no, enough Ethan Hawke in this movie. That was actually the big takeaway that I had. No, that's true. Yeah. It wasn't really on the po- anyone else in this movie. Cause, yeah, because mm-hmm. on the poster, you have Ethan Hawke's like, right behind him. And all the other posters that are not the cool one of him made of balls. I was kind of expecting a bit more of like a catch me if you can. Yeah. Yeah. For me, what I was expecting more, uh, well, for I think, I think it could have, I don't want to say be like a shorter. I just think it was certain parts needed to be longer and other parts shorter. Yeah. Like, I felt like it took us a while to get to there being, like, an actual problem for Cage. Mm-hmm. Everything was going, well, too bad. And, like, even the drug use wasn't a major issue. Not really. Yeah, never for him. Well, oh, we were also kind of expecting him to get AIDS. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because there was, like, the one point where after he had the brown brown, he had sex with a woman. And at that point, we had seen him rejecting everyone else. And he's really worried. And then there's just, like, no resolution of that. He just starts tripping balls. Oh, yeah. I took it from he was rejecting everyone else because he took the drugs and then couldn't get it up while he was tripping balls. Interesting. So he asked if she did, if he did something, and the way she kind of responded to me meant, like, you were bad in bed. Fair. I'll allow it. All right, so, uh, Devin, if people wanted to follow you online, where can they do that? Oh, that'd be a mistake, but if you wanted to, you could find me online at Fred Ofet, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T, and Abby, where can people find you? <laughs> that's the best you could find. Have <laughs> a stuff on Devin's coattails. Well, it would also be a mistake. Please don't do it. But you can find me on Twitter at adnonymous. That's A D D N O N Y M O U S. Luke, where can you be found? Uh, right now, my Twitter is on protected mode as I am waiting to hear back on potential job stuff. No, it's because uh, Luke's it's... a coward and he made inflammatory remarks about Katzinger's and now is trying to hide. <laughs> Katzinger's is overrated, Devin. You haven't Ka- been here recently enough to have it. It's because it's closed right now because you can't eat inside. Or you probably can, but I won't. But it's all about, it doesn't matter, but then you can't get the unlimited pickles, which is all it's mm-hmm. about. Yeah. My cousin walked from the airport to Katzinger's to wait for my uncle to pick him up. What? The one in German Village? Yeah. It, it's a whole thing. And every time anyone else in our family tells a story, he walked further and further to get to some place. Like, from, not from, like... From the I, airport. Yeah, like, from... Columbus International? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not because I could kind of see it if he went from, like, Jesus, that's insane. 
he, he was, yeah, it was, he didn't have, yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't have a car or anything, so he just kind of walked so that my uncle could come pick him up, and that's like on the way home for my uncle. And so while he was waiting around for my uncle to pick, uh, wait for him, he sat in Katzinger's and ate twenty pickles. Uh. Wow. Yeah. That's a true story. Yeah, uh, it was, for whatever reason, when I had Googled uh, Columbus Airport, apparently it linked me to something downtown that's like 0.6 miles, but no, uh, we're talking about like 9 miles that's mostly highway, for yeah. those of you who are playing along at home. Yeah, I, I mean, trying to figure I, out like how in the world he got there, like I'm yeah, sure there is a way, I mean, but... I feel like if you walk, like if you go, you'd have to have gone through Bex. And then if you go through Bexley, if you walk down, like, Airport Drive and, like, get into Bexley, yeah. I can see it that way. And then yeah. walk downtown. I was going to say, like, I could see you doing the Airport to Blocks bagels in Bexley. But. Yeah. Wild. Uh, but, yeah. I am on Twitter at, at PoltregTable, P-R-E-G. If you aren't following me at this point, that's wild. Uh. But yeah, you can check out my stuff at bluecare.com, none of which really makes a relevant portfolio for what I'm job searching for beyond doing some WordPress, which is a fun thing to realize. Uh, but yeah, this has been The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage and other podcasts. Uh, you can find more about the show at bluecare.com, and then there's a podcast link to The Unbearable Weight of Nicolas Cage. We should be back next week with Captain Corelli's mandolin. We will see you then. Catch on the flip mode. Peace.